0: This is Donna Fiducia, co-host of Cowboy Logic Radio, and you're listening to America's Web Radio.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today, the business at hand is the business of economic development for cities and counties. And in the promotion for uh, today's show, we stated that at the core of the health for the American economy is the health of our cities and our counties, but where do those cities and counties uh, go when they need help in um, developing themselves and their own economic uh, growth? We have the pleasure today of having someone who is the chief operating officer for the Pendleton Group, an Atlanta-based consulting group that focuses on that, in that very area of economic development for cities and counties. And so I'm very pleased to have as my guest, Daraka Satcher. Welcome to the business hour, Daraka.
2: Thank you, Ron. Good to be with you. Um,
1: Daraka, let's start off. And I I think there are going to be listeners out there who understand this broad, topic of economic development as it applies to municipalities and counties. But there's probably many more. The vast majorities don't don't understand. They don't understand how bond issues work. They don't understand how private and public partnerships are formed uh, to uh, boost uh, a local economy. And In most cases, I venture to say that a lot of people probably think that it's the Detroits, the cities that are in trouble, that have to actively engage in uh, economic development uh, projects, when in fact it's really smart cities that have strong economies that oftentimes are actively engaged with firms like the Pendleton Group to help stay ahead of the curve. So let's let's start off with having you share uh, an overview of what the Pendleton Group does in the name of economic development uh, for uh, cities and counties, and then any of the other areas you want to share with us uh, that fall within the scope of the Pendleton Group. All
2: right. So overview is the right word because we, we like to take a broad view when it comes to um, economic development. Uh, we start with the basic philosophy of 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 what individual regions and in this case our region uh, needs to get to the next level. Obviously, you know the Metro Atlanta region and Georgia as a whole has been very successful many fronts, but you know this is as you kind of alluded to, this is an active process. It's not enough to just sit back and say, okay, we're where we need to be. Let's stop. This is an ongoing strategic, active process. So, so we we take it. We take a broad approach when it comes to economic development in this region, um, with a philosophy of the, here is w- this is what we have in the Metro Atlanta region, um, and we want to build upon that. So, in terms of the Pendleton Group, uh, from the very beginning, our our you know mindset, and I wasn't with the Pendleton Group from the very beginning, um, so I'm kind of speaking. with the the four original partners, about the four original partners, uh, was to really kind of bring together a talented group. Uh, Not to say, hey, listen, this is specifically what needs to be done on a specific project, but to kind of help Uh, uh, private companies, public sector entities take a broad view of not only how they can build themselves up within this region, but how they can contribute to the broader economic development of this region as a whole.
1: You know, I I actually um, should have included this uh, more in the intro, but uh, just to cue listeners in. Uh, you personally are are very highly qualified to be acting in the role of a senior consultant for the Pendleton group, as are the other senior consultants and, and we 'll get to that in mm-hmm. in a bit it's a it's a very highly qualified group uh of uh, 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 folks who are advising counties and municipalities, and in some cases, uh, working on international uh, projects. But right. you served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Legislative and Intergovernmental Affairs at, at the Department, the U.S. Department of Commerce. Right. And in, in that capacity, you, you helped to oversee legislative and intergovernmental operations for the office of the Secretary. In the twelve Commerce uh, Bureau areas, mm-hmm. um, and certainly uh, you y- you must have learned a lot about economic <laughs> development uh, d- during that time. Right. And and was it uh, directly from that role that you came to the Pendleton Group?
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, working at the Department of Commerce was an interesting experience. We used to call it the Department of Everything Else. 12 different bureaus, uh, uh, and literally, so basically, what my role was at the Department of Commerce lack of a better word, I was a lobbyist basically for the Department of Commerce. So I would spend a lot of time on the Hill. Um, talking to members of Congress um, about the importance of the bureaus and the programs that we that we had at Commerce. So literally, one day I would be on the Hill talking about fisheries because NOAA is under the umbrella of the Department of Commerce. The next day, I would be talking about economic development because the Economic Development Administration is under under that umbrella as well as the International Trade Administration. So, so I was able to kind of uh, uh, develop some expertise on a broad scale about all that goes into, um, economic development in particular regions. So, uh, so I was able to kind of bring that knowledge directly from commerce, uh, back down to Atlanta. I went to school here. So, uh, after 12 years in DC, it was time to return and I'm and glad to be here.
1: And you were lobbying on both sides of the aisle. I mean, you, oh, absolutely. you, you had to have, uh, all, uh, <laughs> both major parties, um, uh, supporting things uh like the fisheries and yeah. uh, i might add that the national oceanographic and atmospheric uh yeah, NOAA no, 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 no. association or agency mm-hmm. i mean uh what an interesting um uh, niche of uh uh, the U.S. Uh, government to, yeah. uh, to, to to be supportive of, but that's what has to go on. We that's have right. a lot of different uh, dimensions uh, mm-hmm. that that require uh, some support. And to so your
2: point, I mean, we you know, I, I, I did not have the luxury of being um, overly partisan in my role uh, because. If, 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 if that was the case, then, you know, we, we would then these programs wouldn't receive the proper funding that they needed uh, to move forward. And, and honestly, that's the same approach that I think that we take down here. And that's the reason why I was so attracted to working with Pendleton, because, you know, not only do we not have the luxury to kind of take a partisan approach to how we work, it's just not smart. Uh, because, I, you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to economic development.
1: Right. In, in terms of economic development, it is definitely an issue that both sides of the aisle want to Absolutely. be sub- supportive of. Um, and, and, and bringing it back uh, to, um, if you will, the uh, Atlanta metro region, this is where a lot of the projects that uh, the Penalty Group has has focused. Right. um uh, wh- what kind of clients uh, is it? Is it strictly municipalities and counties, or give us a sort of an overview of the kind of clients you work with?
2: Yeah, so we 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 I, w- I would say we kind of operate mostly in three main areas, and one you've already alluded to, which is helping municipalities and, and counties, um, uh, county governments uh, develop. Their economic development planning. Um, so there, you know, there are a lot of examples. Not to say that that uh, that folks don't know what they're doing. Of course, they do. But to kind of have that outside, uh, quote unquote, expertise to come in and help them really kind of figure out the next steps that they need to take to get to where they want to be and contribute to the growth of the overall region. The the kind of second category that we operate a lot in is really kind of working with private companies engaged in major projects that will have broad um, effect on, you know on the region. So um, so there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of uh, of work that those private companies have to do with the public sector. So we are kind of we can we act as a liaison a lot of times, but also in the overall thinking of these major projects, um, such as the the the, the new uh, the GM plant project, uh, and kind of how what kind of effect that will have on the region as a whole. And then we also do some um, international work uh, as well, international economic engagement basically. And that's that's that is that is both ways. That is uh, incoming and also outgoing. Uh, so Craig. Lesser, who is our, uh, who's our managing partner at Pendleton, uh, uh, he was the commissioner of economic development for the state of Georgia when the Kia plant uh, uh, located here. So that is one example of the type of expertise that we bring to the table uh, for the good of the region as a whole.
1: Um, you mentioned Craig Lesser, and and uh, we can uh, talk more about some of the other senior consultants, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, just zeroing in on, on Craig Lesser for a moment, uh, talk about a, a highly qualified individual. Um, as the former department uh, uh, commissioner for the Georgia Department of Economic Development, Um, He would have worked with public and private sectors uh, on behalf of uh, economic development for the entire state. Right. And um, also as chair of the World Trade Center of Atlanta and the World Chamber of Commerce uh, chair. Um, It's a pretty a highly qualified individual Mm -hmm. um, not to mention that he was named one of Georgia's 100 most influential Um, not something necessarily he would wear as a badge but uh, (laughs) that does mean that you're pretty well connected and and in business, uh, that does matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when, that's when, right. when you're when you're bringing together public and uh, private entities uh, for the purpose of economic development, uh, you know, it helps uh, to be recognized as as a, as a major player. So, you know, tip of the hat to uh, Craig Lesser, your managing uh, partner. Yeah, and
2: I'll say that. Uh, and this is and this is a, a a guy who came from New York actually in the in the '70s. Um, and I won't go over his whole story, um, but. But I, I think it says a lot. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of my story, too, because, um, you know, we, we both chose to, to come here at, at a similar point. And so that, I think that enthusiasm, when he came here from New York City in the 1970s and chose Atlanta, that speaks to a lot of kind of how we view what we do and how important this region is to us because we chose to be here. Um, and, um, and so he's obviously been here for a while and has been able to accomplish a lot. Um, And, you know, that that brings a lot to to kind of who we are and what we do. And that enthusiasm of what this region is capable of uh, exists uh, to this day and kind of drives us.
1: The the economic uh, development potential for um, the Atlanta metro uh, region has – a lot of people aren't aware that – Atlanta was, was on that track of, of solid economic growth back when it was a crossroads and, and the name was Terminus right. uh, before it even became Atlanta with um, uh, pathways, uh, roadways, eventually paved interstate highways, uh, railways, um, and uh, more recently the... Um, The Atlanta airport, and in fact, you wrote an article uh, about uh, the uh, airport as this uh, major economic uh, generator Mm -hmm. that links us to the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a lot of people forget that um, Atlanta is not just a uh, a terminus, if you will, for uh, commerce uh, and points throughout uh, the U.S., but uh, with the airport, uh, that linkage to the rest of the world and the ability to open up markets right. in other parts of the world, so wh- which companies could have done on their own, yeah. but it certainly helps to have an airport, and that's that's much of what you were saying in that article. Yeah,
2: yeah. And that that I, I wrote that soon after I, I came back um, from DC, and I I wanted to kind of highlight um, one of one of the reasons why I felt so passionate about um, about returning to atlanta and and that's one of the reasons when you have an asset like that um that really no one else can claim to have uh you know it it, it, you can build off of that and i and i think i think we all recognize the importance of, of the airport but um um, but I think what we don't often recognize is, is kind of how that integrates with a lot of the other things that are going on in this region and how we should be aware of that as we continue to build things up.
1: Well, that's that's something that we can touch upon, you know, yeah. as we, we, we talk about economic development for the region uh, uh, throughout the program. We're going to take a break right now, but we're with Daraka Satcher of the Pendleton Group. We'll be b- back to talk more about economic development and... We'll just drill down a little bit into uh, what we do for cities and uh, counties right after this break. In 2009, the membership organization DOCS for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer... Please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org, and make a tax deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you.
2: This is Denise Simon. Eighteen hours a day, I live in a world as an intelligence analyst. What I find is reprehensible, what I find is terrifying, what I find is treasonous. The mainstream media has completely failed the American people. So join me for the Denise Simon Experience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock for Medicine on Call. On Medicine on Call, we talk about more than medicine. It's about how to take control of your mind,
1: body, and spirit.
0: This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
1: Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Daraka Sacher of the Pendleton Group. Um- an Atlanta-based consulting group that that specializes in economic development, uh, working with uh, cities and with counties, working with private companies, and also doing work in the international economic engagement sector, which we'll talk briefly about um, a little bit later. But for right now, I, I really like to have you uh, share with us, Durocha, a, um, uh, a a view of at least one um major project um and that's the GM plant site in Dorville which is a uh, one of the uh, inner northern suburbs if you will it's on the uh, perimeter uh, uh here in the Atlanta metro area it's not way out in the burbs and it was a huge facility uh i i dare say it had to be one of the most Maybe the most uh, important economic development project for the city of Doraville is mm-hmm. that right? Would you say that's true?
2: Yeah, I would definitely say that's true. Um, and, and to be clear, this is uh, the Pendleton Group is lucky enough to to be a part of a broader team led by the Integral Group, um, and Egbert Perry uh, is the C- CEO. Um, uh, uh, he is uh, uh, the the cell of that land has been has been finalized to to the integral group and and uh, they've been working on this for a long time so we're we're just lucky enough to be a part of the broader team uh, to kind of think through development uh, of that of that. Uh, of that parcel land, and, and they obviously have the Integral Group has a lot of experience when it comes to when it comes to that type of development, um, the Techwood Homes area uh, downtown. So, so that, so yeah, like I said, we, we're just lucky enough to be a part of the broader.
1: Team. Well, yeah, I definitely didn't want to uh, cast you in the role of being the pivotal player because I, yeah. I do. Well, we uh, like
2: to take that credit uh, a lot of times.
1: <laughs> well, in this case, but, uh, in this case, <laughs> yeah, no, in this case, I mean, c- credit it, it should go to. Um, uh, Edward Perry and the Integral Group um uh for playing that leadership role but nevertheless to me this project uh does characterize the kind of thing that the Pendleton Group uh, gets involved in and we're talking a very large scale uh redevelopment uh program that's part of the economic development not just for A Dorville, right? But uh, you mentioned during the break that you thought that it was one of the biggest projects in the in the state.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually a good example of of the type of work that we do and the type of work that we're interested in, because it brings together all of these elements. Obviously, the Integral Group is a private uh, private company. overseeing the development of a major uh, economic development project in the state in which they have to work closely with the public sector, the city of the uh, DeKalb County. So we've been helpful on a lot of those fronts. Um, But it, it brings together all those elements that we're talking about. A lot of folks have to come together in order to make big economic development projects a reality, from the, from the local level to the private sector to the, to the, to the federal level. Um, we actually spent some time, I was with, uh, Edward Perry, uh, a few months ago in, in Washington, D.C., talking to, uh, folks at the Department of Transportation and Commerce about this project. So this, the, you know, a lot of times you just kind of see the end product and it's not really clear all that went into it and all the players that came together to make something major like this, uh, come together.
1: We're, so. we're talking about everything from public policy. You know, uh, um, planning, zoning, uh, other aspects of public policy, to funding mechanisms. Right, exactly. So so there are bankers involved in this. Mm -hmm. The state of Georgia, to some extent, uh, uh, may be involved in this. Mm -hmm. The DeKalb County may be involved in this. Of course, the city of Doraville. And the way that that the Pendleton Group became involved, um, you – You can get involved in a project like this, working uh, with the private company, in this case, the Integral Group and Egbert Perry, Mm -hmm. um, or you could be brought in by the municipality itself, Mm -hmm. and they could have a development partner involved, so, so you're put in... To um, the scenario uh, of a group of partners that that may have already existed, right? Or you may be involved in the assembly of those 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 players. Is that exactly.
2: right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and the good thing about kind of uh, who we are and what we do is that. Um, we do have experience on 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 all of those levels um so it's kind of natural for us to be able to work with and bring in all those partners um you know i you know obviously uh, spent 12 years in dc so um i know a lot about you know kind of what the federal government can bring to this and a lot of people have doubts about you know uh, about kind of the federal government's engagement when it comes to uh, local projects like this, and and listen, uh, I can talk to you a lot about what the federal government cannot do, but there's certain things in which they can certainly be very helpful, and uh, when in which regions like ourselves should take advantage of what they bring to the table because we listen, we pay our taxes too, so so we have to be sure that we take advantage of of, of what they of what they can bring to the help uh, table to help us develop uh so and and and, and also uh, you know my other uh, partners at the at the Pendleton group um, uh, who just have deep experience uh, on the state and local level uh, uh, bringing a lot of those elements to the table too so it's a nice little mix uh, of support uh, uh, for this project and for other projects that we work on
1: okay speaking of of, of the other uh, yes. senior consultants at the Pendleton group we might as well go down that path because um, I know that um, uh, Before you and I ever chatted, I I did a little homework, and I know that a, a very talented group of individuals was pulled together uh, to work on um, the kinds of um, projects that the Pendleton Group focuses on. Right. And and um, I, I, I know, for example, that uh, the former mayor of Decay- Decatur mm-hmm. uh, it, it has got to be um, uh, very uh, useful. Um, in, in And is that Phil Jacobs?
2: No, that's Bill Floyd. Oh, so, Bill Floyd. I'm yeah, sorry. So, so Bill Floyd and myself, we're actually kind of the second wave here. The the original partners, uh, Craig Lesser, as we mentioned, Phil Jacobs, Uh, chip pearson and dwight evans they were the four original guys that that literally came together and uh you know they were they had worked together on a lot of different levels uh, throughout the years, uh, and it's kind of funny how that came together. I mean, Craig, as a sales commissioner of economic development, so uh, he worked with, uh, with with Chip Pearson. Chip is a is a former state senator who was chairman of the economic development committee for the state of Georgia. Uh, I believe Phil Phil uh, worked with Bell South in AT&T, uh, and AT and T, and he'll probably get mad at me for getting this wrong, but I believe he was on the board of, of, the, of the Department of Economic Development, George. So, so that's where Craig worked with, with, uh, with Phil, and Craig also worked with uh, Dwight Evans when they were both at, um, at the Southern Company together. So they've known each other for a while, very well-known, very well-respected in business and political circles, and came together um, to, to, to uh, create Pendleton. I came on a little bit later, and then the mayor of Decatur, uh, Bill Floyd, former mm-hmm. mayor of Decatur, Came on as well, and as you said, uh, Bill uh, did great work uh, with the city of Decatur, and so uh, certainly his expertise when it comes to the development of, of municipalities and, and, and counties is, is, fits right into what we do. So, right so, basis.
1: so, given now that that our listeners sort of have this this feel for the the, the kinds of skill sets and backgrounds of the mm-hmm. the senior consulting uh, team uh, at the Pendleton Group, mm-hmm. and and. We've been talking a little bit about the uh, the GM plant site uh, that the Integral Group uh, is uh, the uh, main private partner and player um, uh, for the development of. Can you share with us some of the, the the parameters of that project? We've been alluding to how big it is, and um, I personally uh, would say that it's uh, in terms of budget mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's probably smaller than something like the Atlanta Beltline which we'll touch on in a, in a, in a little bit yeah. um, as a major urban revitalization project that is going to uh, essentially uh, require hundreds of millions and before all is said and done there may be public and private money in the billions mm-hmm. um, but uh, the GM plant by just sheer size of that site um mm-hmm. uh, has got to require uh the assembly of a lot of money um do we have an idea of what what kind of uh money we're talking about um hmm. that may go into that project um um even if it's a broad range yeah. and uh and and can you even share a little bit of, of what they are thinking about uh, creating there
2: yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of money had to go into it uh, for the purchase uh, of the site, uh, and I think that may be uh, pl- public information. But I, I, I don't want to go too deeply involved uh, in terms of in terms of the the financial aspect of it. But certainly, as this thing is developed, um, we'll get a clearer view of exactly kind of how much it will take. Uh, to make this what we all believe it can be. Um, generally speaking, though, and once again, uh, you know, I think this is public information, it, it's, it's, it, is, a, it is kind of a, a, a broad creative view for this, for this site. Uh, and when I say that, I mean public and private sector. Uh, uh, the city of Dorville has certainly been pretty straightforward about uh, wanting to establish more of a city center for itself. Uh, so that's kind of the civic side of things. On the commercial side and on the on the private sector side of things, um, I think uh, that that there are many examples of, of what could happen there, along with you know mixed use development um, and and maybe some clean tech manufacturing. So a lot of that is still uh, being developed, and uh, and um, and there are obviously a lot of smart people working on it. But uh, I think what's important here is is that this could be a project that could really kind of lead not only to greater things within that immediate area but greater things within the region as a whole so uh so i, I hope that that is recognized uh, that potential is recognized it, on all levels
1: it would totally uh, transform the uh, the image of doraville without question I think so, and and yeah. and, and uh, change the complexion of the in- entire northern arc mm-hmm. uh, and, and consequently of the uh the metro area uh in general in fact it, it brings to mind uh, a project possibly of a similar magnitude you would know better than i but uh the um uh fort mcpherson uh mm-hmm. project which is also a very very large site may even in fact be uh, uh larger in terms of uh square miles mm-hmm. um, but that's another uh, public private uh, uh partnership uh uh, did uh, the penalty Group have any involvement there?
2: No, no, no. Certainly very aware of it, and we know folks involved, but we're not we're not involved with that project in
1: particular. Well, well, well then let me turn to another project yep. um, that I'm going to ask you about. We'll be taking a break here, so you so you can be thinking about it. Okay. Um, but I I sort of would like to get your take. On uh, a project we mentioned, and that is the Beltline. The, the Beltline is a project that I personally believe is one of the singular biggest. In fact, it's 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 generally regarded as one of the singular biggest urban revitalization projects uh, right. in the country, right. uh, in the world. Uh, quite honestly, yeah. yeah. And um, I know that the panel group is not involved; could have been um, um, qualified to be involved. But uh, when you come back, we'll we'll get your take on um, that that particular project. Uh, because you are uniquely uh, qualified to sort of offer uh, uh, your 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 perspective on that project. We're here with Daraka Satcher. We'll be back with Daraka right after this break.
0: Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link.
2: With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on Webradio.com.
0: Thank you, God bless patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. This is Donna Fiducia, co-host of Cowboy Logic Radio, and you're listening to America's Web Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Business Hour, I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Daraka Satcher of the Pendleton Group, uh, a group which specializes in economic development, focused on cities and counties. But also working with with private companies, and and doing work in the area of international economic engagement, which which we'll touch on in a bit. But before the break, I I wanted to um, ask Daraka uh, for his take on on the role of the Beltline, which, as far as I'm concerned, I know that the Pendleton Group is not currently involved, but I I see potential at some point in time for the Beltline Inc. Um, uh, folks to to say hey um, we want to include um, the Pendleton group uh because it's it's not going to be a project for the next year or two
2: right it's
1: sure. a project for the next 5 10 15 or 20 years yeah. uh, and uh and so with that sort of long term uh perspective um, to, to share with me what what your personal thoughts are uh you know I don't uh, I don't want to um, uh, put words in your mouth about uh, how um uh, uh, how much of an influence uh, uh, this will have, and how big a uh, role it will play in the economic vitality of Metro Atlanta? But but that's my personal yeah. opinion, and I'd like to get yours.
2: Yeah, no, well, well, you said it well. I think the one thing that um, you know I, I want to be clear about here is that you know, uh, obviously the the Pendleton Group is a, is a private firm, but you know, uh, our engagement uh, kind of goes beyond that, so. Yeah, we're not, we're not working, uh, direct, uh, working directly with, with, uh, Beltlining, but, um, but, you know, we, we've been involved because, in terms of uh thinking this through and in terms of thinking about its effect on the broader region because we care about the the broader region and i think that kind of answers your question in a sense in terms of uh, of how i view the belt line and how important i think it could be i mean it's it's those kind of creative innovative ideas when it comes to connecting a region um that really puts uh places on the map and uh it you know it it Obviously, it's a difficult project, but, you know, the difficult projects are the ones that end up making uh, having the most effect. So I think it's very important, and we've been involved uh, in, in thinking about it just because we think it's very important, regardless of whether we're working directly with it or not. Um, we're very involved with the Atlanta Regional Commission. As a matter of fact, Craig leads the competitiveness initiative there. So if you talk about competitiveness, um, you certainly have to talk about Projects like the Belt Line, which isn't really happening anywhere else. So, well, you, let's
1: let's let's take advantage of your mentioning uh, competitiveness. Uh, people forget that um, you know m- municipalities uh, and regions are in competition with each other uh, for for. Uh, uh, prosperous economic growth, if you will. I mean, it's almost as if uh, it's companies competing uh, against other companies, and the Metro Atlanta region competes mm-hmm. against other regions. No about uh, that. Just yeah. as um, the Savannah Harbor competes with other harbors, and I, mm-hmm. I mention that because uh, I, you know I heard a, a very recent discussion um, about um, how uh, they undertook. Uh, the necessary steps to gather the funding to make it a priority to deepen the channel right. to make the the, the savannah port uh, a uh, a port that could accept some of the new super uh, um, uh, tankers and and uh, and transport uh, vessels that'll be coming through the the, the widened panama canal mm-hmm. and it 's that kind of foresight that you have to have when it comes to a, a metropolitan area right you know in terms of growth <laughs> it, 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 there, there, and that there are folks. Um, n- not just like uh, Craig Lesser in his position with the competitive uh, group, but but with the Pendleton group itself, helping uh, metro regions and and cities to to be more competitive.
2: Yeah, and I'm actually glad you brought up the harbor because that 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 is a good example of how so many things happen on so many different levels behind the scenes, and and, and it's hard to really kind of tell exactly how we got to this point. And this point, obviously, a lot of important people worked. to to make this a reality, and, you know, they signed the agreement just a couple of days ago, but I actually became uh, very aware of the harbor when I was in in D.C., and you mentioned NOAA, um, and NOAA's role, basically, and that's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, is is, uh, part of its role, at least, is to protect fisheries. Um, So NOAA actually was one of the agencies, one of the federal agencies that had a big part in deciding whether uh, we were going to move forward with the deepening,
1: right with evaluating the effects of the that's deepening, exactly right. There, there was
2: a particular species of fish called the short-nosed sturgeon that uh, that folks were concerned about uh, could affect uh, its habitat uh, if this if this deepening uh, happened, and so there needed to be a plan developed uh, in order to protect the species of fish. Regardless of kind of where you stand on that, not the. These types of things need to be considered. And, you know, I'll give a lot of credit to our senators, uh, Senator Isaacson and Senator uh, Chambliss, because you, they, they had to be a part of working through all these little things that have to happen to get to the point where we can move forward with this deepening, which will have a direct effect. Not only on Savannah and the harbor, but also uh, the economic development uh, within Atlanta itself and all points in between. So, so yeah. So that that I'm glad you brought that up because it goes to the whole point of all that needs to come together to make major economic development projects happen.
1: And and so you would have had the federal government, the state government, the local governments right. plural Absolutely. surrounding Savannah, right. uh, uh, not just the city of Savannah, uh, and um, uh, the the. The impact uh, there—if you stop to think about it—it probably means as much to that region as the Panama Canal means to Panama. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we all know that the Panama Canal opened up commerce between our east and west coast and between uh, Japan and Europe. um, But the ability to uh, um, accept. Um, the kinds of shipments that we'll be able to accept versus other harbors on the East Coast mm-hmm. that have not undertaken the measures to assemble the money, to work yeah. uh, the, the public policy, to be receptive to the deepening, and that consequently the multi-billion dollar uh, advantage that right. we'll have I- is significant.
2: And it goes back to your original point about competition. Right, so now we're in a position where we can compete with other East Coast ports because uh, this has happened, and because we can have uh, uh, bigger boats basically coming into our harbor, and and obviously that is more more that is coming into Georgia. So it so yeah, we have to keep that in mind. Listen, we all certainly want to collaborate on many levels with with other parts of the country, but but at the same time, you know. We certainly want this place not only for our own good but for the good of the southeast generally speaking uh to lead the way because i think we're the most certainly the the most qualified to lead the way when it comes to international and and economic engagement for sure
1: well and and, you know a, a lot of people don't uh break it down in terms of what it means to to them personally um as i understand it, there are there's a billion there's multiple billions of dollars of advantage to the Atlanta Metro region from the deepening of the port yeah, in Savannah. Yeah. And that when you break it down to a personal level, um, it it could simply translate yeah. into that Japanese car you buy costing uh, a couple hundred dollars less mm-hmm. because it came in through the port of Savannah, yeah, exactly rather right. than to the port in Jacksonville and then had to be shipped by rail or truck up from uh, Jacksonville. I mean, yes yeah.
2: and, and that's well said, and that's something that we have to keep. We we have to we have to be careful about uh, talking about the real effects on individuals that that major projects like this have. Um, because we, you know, we, we can talk on a broad level and say how great this is without really kind of bringing it down to why it's important, you know, really to your to your pocketbook or why it's important to your economic security or your job security. Um, so I'm glad you I'm glad you put it in those terms because that's exactly right.
1: And and also for uh, listeners around the country uh, and anyone listening from uh, abroad, uh, it's not like we're. Uh, we probably sound like and we are to some extent tooting our horn for having been successful with this one project right. but i mean that's the same situation that municipalities around the country and around the world and and counties are are in you everyone is in competition with everyone else and um it it, it it has a lot to do with how far to, far-sighted um, uh, your uh, local leadership is mm-hmm. to engage groups, if you will, like the Pendleton Group, to help you work on strategies. Because it's not just the actual projects, it's not just the GM project, but right. it's uh, the GM site um, uh, with the Integral Group. It's helping municipalities think in general in an in yeah. innovative way uh, about how they can improve their uh, growth. In the long term, I right. mean, that's the sustainability aspect. Is 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 thinking uh, ahead of the curve as opposed to here's this one project we need you know your help on this one project.
2: Yeah. So we listen. I'm I'm unapologetically a homer when it comes to when it comes to Georgia. But for those outside of Georgia, wh- when I talk about competition, I'm not talking about we win and everyone else fails. I think I'm talking about competition for the sake of making us all better, um, and and that, that is one way, certainly probably the most effective way of making us all better at what we do, and we all rise together. Of course, uh, we plan on leading the way.
1: Well, for one thing, that specific project, the Savannah, the deepening of the Savannah Harbor, uh, doesn't just benefit uh, the state of Georgia. That benefits Correct. The, yeah. the, 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 the southeast. That's right. Outside of the state of Florida, who might have wanted it, to, uh, might want to take away um shipping traffic uh for the uh, the jacksonville harbor or the miami harbor mm-hmm. um but or the tampa harbor i think those are their primary harbors mm-hmm. uh but uh uh i you know hats off to you know to uh everybody involved in that project and 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 uh from what i from recent reports it, it looks like we're on track uh yeah um absolutely. with the deepening of the harbor um what about some other projects? Uh, you, can you give us some examples, that, if not in specific uh, terms and the naming of uh, municipalities or counties? Tell us mm-hmm. about some of the other projects that uh, the Pendleton Group has been involved in mm-hmm. uh, over the last few years.
2: So, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit, a, a little more about the international side of things, international e- economic engagement. And that um, we've actually had the, actually our first um, Uh, our first opportunity to work with the integral group uh was uh uh, on an infrastructure development project in the caribbean actually in saint lucia um uh, they are right now in the midst of a feasibility study uh to literally build a road there upgrade the airport upgrade the seaport so we were able to to work with them to help uh determine or help figure out uh some federal resources um uh, to support their efforts, and that's one thing that we should keep in mind here. And I, I, I'm, I have the privilege of serving on the, the Georgia District Ex- Export Council, um, uh, and, and I'm bringing that up to say that you know, right now, uh, once again, it, this is this is this is about finding ways. To get the support that we are owed when it comes to developing ourselves, certainly from 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 the federal government. But right now, the federal government uh, is in a phase, um, and it has been for the for the past couple of decades, where um, they have set up programs to help companies that want to export their products or services. So there's a lot to take advantage of there. So if you want to, if you want to export your widget to Hungary there are programs available and we have a United States Export Assistance Center right here in Atlanta that will help you do that um, so it's important to kind of highlight what can be done to, to to get us to the point where we can engage internationally.
1: We're going to be taking a break here, um, um, Daraka, but but when we come back, let's let's talk just a little bit more about that because yeah, I people do forget that, that um, uh, the success of a given region, of, right. a, of a state, of a municipality um, beyond the county. Um, has a lot to do with being able to have international reach. That's you know, exactly, international right. consumerism does affect the economic health of a, of a metro region like Atlanta, and uh, that brings us back to the airport as well. But we'll talk a little bit more about that with Duraka Satcher of the Pendleton Group right after this break. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze.
2: Whether it's help with E-Verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, Or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. At Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat
2: Center, they provide better quality care. They believe that excellent medical care is a right and not a privilege. They are concerned that the current economy has forced people to sacrifice their health. They have therefore reduced their prices to make it more affordable. They will continue to provide state-of-the-art care. They continue to believe that patient care counts above all else. Peachtree ENT Center, concierge medicine without the concierge price. Additional details
0: are available at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. Call their office at 404-591-9100 to make an appointment or for more information.
2: They are located in Atlanta at 1776 Peachtree Road Northwest, Suite 260 North Tower, two blocks south of Piedmont Hospital. This is America's com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
1: Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Dorak Asacher of the Pendleton Group. And the Pendleton Group is... One of the firms uh, that helps, as a focus um, of its services, helps cities and counties to uh, engage in uh, both short-term and long-term um, economic growth, but also works um, with private companies in that same regard and works on the international um, platform for facilitating international economic engagement. So, Jaraka, let's back up for just a second. What does that phrase mean, facilitating international economic engagement? And then we'll we'll start uh, breaking it down.
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll go to this, and this is something when I was at the Department of Commerce, um, uh, the secretary at the time, uh, Gary Locke, um, used to always talk about the fact that only, you know, 5% of consumers are in the United States, right? So if you have a business and you want to sell your product or service, it would be a bad business model to just say, well, I just want to focus on 5% of potential consumers, right? So a lot of times... Uh,
1: like selling stuff in Atlanta to only to people in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta. You would think
2: yeah. that would be a little short-sighted um, if, if you really believe in your product or service. Um so the the so the barrier here is uh, you know a lot of folks understandably are a little concerned when they hear international and global, but if you think about it in terms of just kind of opening up your consumer base, I think it will make it a lot easier to take those steps. Um, so so we we we, we uh, are not only advocates for that, uh, but but we also help. Uh, make that, um, a reality, uh, uh, for companies. Now, there, like I said, there are a lot of available programs out there that'll help you take those steps. Uh, but often companies get to the point where they need to kind of have more specific guidance depending upon the region or the service that they provide. So that's where we come in. But, you know, I, we certainly are not in the business of hiding the ball and, and, and not exposing companies to what is available to them. Uh, Like I said, I mentioned before, the U.S. Export Assistance Center that's here in Atlanta, which is a Department of Commerce office, which offers many of its services for free for those who do want to get their widget out there to a broader consumer base. Um, So there's a lot, and all of this is interconnected from the local all the way up to the international. So we kind of see ourselves all along this spectrum, of 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 economic engagement, and if and if you know you, we were just to do one without a focus on the other, I think it would be a little short sighted.
1: Well, um, speaking of the uh, the interrelated uh, nature of uh, things like uh, economic development domestically and internationally, and mm-hmm. of how econo- economic development for a region um, might. Uh, um, entail having a global reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- attended a, a recent Global Leadership Coalition luncheon, and that, that luncheon, uh, which included Senator uh, Johnny Isaacson and, and retired General George Casey, as well as Elaine Gale, the uh, president and CEO of CARE, mm-hmm. they, they talked about the, the role of economic aid to, to foreign countries and the role of nation-building related to our military strategy in some cases. And, um, uh, you know, I have to say that there is bipartisan support for the idea that if we're smart in the way that the U.S. uh, supports um, regions uh, of the world – that is a path to helping us, in some cases, avoid or shorten uh, a war. I I personally think that if we're going to spend billions on a war... Why not? If we can save billions by spending a few hundred million, uh, and you know, I'm not foolish enough to believe that just because you provide food or or or, uh, uh, educational facilities or you know you help build roads and bridges in a a foreign country that that's going to lead to like winning over the hearts and minds of. Of these <laughs> foreign uh, nations right. and specific regions, on the contrary, in some cases, there's so much abuse that it, uh, it it's, it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. But if it's done smart, if it's done, uh, uh, and, and it was it was good to hear um, uh, General uh, Casey actually talk about uh, troops on the ground that were able to to build bonds with some of the locals. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we can get away from um needing to um, get people in foreign countries to understand hey America's not perfect but we believe in the rule of law over um, religion if you will uh, democracy uh, in general and free enterprise and if, and if we can get across those basic concepts you know to help lift a region uh, without, Without overspending, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, um, maybe tens and hundreds of millions instead of yeah. billions. Well, less, and less loss than one percent
2: of the federal budget.
1: Yes, and and, and 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 avoiding loss of lives. Right. Um, I I I am. I, I was just pleased to hear General uh, Casey talk about what his experiences were, and actually. Uh, Senator Isaacson rattled off like six examples yeah. <laughs> of, of being in foreign countries, you know, from Ghana to the Middle East to Afghanistan, um, uh, where, you know, he, he, he personally uh, experienced uh, the, the positive effects of some uh, economic aid uh, in those countries. So, you know, when it's done right, I, I think it plays a role. And if it helps us save billions... Uh, in waging a war and saves lives I, I think it uh, it has real benefits and I know that. Um, the Pendleton Group has worked with the uh, Global Leadership Coalition. Yeah, uh, and tell us a little bit about that relationship.
2: Yeah, well, we work very closely with them, the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition. They're they're based in in Washington D.C. Craig and uh, Phil lead our efforts on that. But it but it is basically what you said. I mean, it, we all recognize that there will probably always, unfortunately, be a need for hard power. But uh, but uh, hard power to you know the exclusion of soft power and vice versa is just not. Realistic or reasonable, so uh, the USGOC uh, focuses on supporting those soft power efforts. I mean, at, at the end, of the, at the end of the day, um, you know, it, there's a much less of a chance that you'll go to war with a nation in which you're doing major business with, right? Um, and we have to be very clear and open and unashamed about that. And that, that, and that. So you know, the economic engagement is not just for the purpose of of supporting your business, but it, but we also see it at the end of the day as uh, as a contribution to to greater cooperation amongst nations. It may be one small contribution, but it's a contribution nonetheless. So we we can't forget that, and we can't be shy about the fact that economic engagement and and making money um, by you know broadening your consumer base um, uh, actually is contributes long term. Uh, to to uh, get things uh, in this in this world so
1: now Durock I want to turn to uh,
2: uh,
1: the 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 area that I call um, how uh, any given professional got to where they are professionally today uh-huh. um, I, I know that listeners uh, find it quite fascinating uh, whether you took a direct route to get to where you are in this area of uh, economic development. Uh, uh, consulting and public policy and, or whether or not it was a very meandering circuitous route. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about uh, from early on, um, when did you even fathom that you could be involved uh, in <laughs> something like this mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and tell us a little bit about that evolution.
2: Yeah, so um, I actually grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, most of that time I'd, I wanted to uh, Get into aerospace engineering while I was growing up, uh, but when I got to college, uh, uh, I was faced with the reality of physics. So I changed <laughs> my passion in my mind and uh, and uh, and focused on political science and really fell in love with with uh, public policy and politics. Generally speaking, I was uh, went to Morehouse College here in Atlanta. So that was that wasn't my first exposure to Atlanta, but my first kind of time where I really uh, was able to become um, a part of the the city so uh, four years uh, at Morehouse and then I went to law school at Emory Um, so I was here in Atlanta for uh, seven years straight and then right after Emory uh, went went to Washington D.C. and was there for 12 years most of that time I worked on Capitol Hill um, doing a number of things I could talk about that forever Uh, but I ended my time uh, like like we said at the Department of Commerce Um, And, you know, as I said earlier, uh, you know, I I certainly uh, could have stayed in in, in Washington. Um, You know, we were pretty comfortable there. Um, But, you know, at this particular stage in my life, I wanted to kind of be a part of what I saw to be a thriving environment and community. I mean, I chose to come back to Atlanta. Obviously, I was familiar with the terrain. Um, was
1: there any thought about uh, going back to Nashville at, at any point? Was it sort of like go back to Nashville, go back to Atlanta?
2: You know what? I, I love Nashville. It is my home. I never really considered that, though, um, uh, just because, I, I you know, I, what, what the potential that I saw in Atlanta. Um, and Nashville's doing very well itself. But uh, but uh, to me, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to be a part of, of the growth that is happening here, and maybe help contribute a small part to it. So it made all the sense in the world to me. Well,
1: even though Atlanta may not be the uh, cosmopolitan international city that <laughs> Washington D.C. is, mm-hmm. because few are, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's definitely more cosmopolitan. No offense, Nashville, you're <laughs> a great city, a truly great city. But Atlanta yeah. is a more international city, and so it's a it's yeah, a, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a more yeah. interesting platform.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would I would I would say so. Um, uh, and once again, I love my hometown, but, but, uh, but, you know, uh, I, I think that what can happen here and what is happening here, uh, is, is really, uh, what I think is, is, is what the 21st century is going to be all about. So.
1: Well, I for one appreciate that you picked Atlanta, and, uh, I want to say that I appreciate the efforts of the Pendleton Group doing the kinds of things that it does to help, uh, the metro region, uh, be more competitive and to sustain the economic growth because it does affect uh, me and my neighbors mm-hmm. and uh, everyone in the metro area and the state and the southeast. So uh, thanks for taking the time to come on and share with Thank us you. more about the Pendleton Group, uh, Duraka. All right. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. We've been here with Duraka Sasher of the Pendleton Group. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio next week.
0: This is Donna Fiducia, co-host of Cowboy Logic Radio, and you're listening to America's Web Radio, a most eclectic mix of conservative shows.